0: Sabs calls Harvey to talk things out, but he's just too busy wearing bunny ears and chatting up some chicks. He then seemingly dumps Sabrina for some more girls who are calling him. And he says, I didn't know so many chicks knew my number. You're listed, Harvey. I th-
1: I think he means dump her
0: from the call, not, right, okay. not from his
1: life. But yeah, he's he's listed in the phone book. Because it's the 90s and everybody is.
2: Wait, isn't it? That's back in the days where there used to be a phone book in every, like... Public phone booth. Okay, yeah, isn't it? And that there were public phone booths that were used for anything (laughs) other other
1: than than urination. Urination and impromptu sex. (laughs) Um, And if you wanted to, you know. Wait, who has sex in a phone box? Homeless people. Doctor
0: Who? and welcome to Sabrina the Teenage Watch the podcast where three bearded and braggadocious blokes review all 163 episodes of Sabrina the Teenage Witch my name is Phil i am a bearded bloke and i'm your guide through this uh, wonderful trip down nostalgia avenue but fear not i am joined by uh, two other bearded and braggadocious blokes by the names of Chris Evans and Graham Riley hello chris Hi, how are you doing, my friend? I'm good. I uh, went a week without drinking alcohol, and then consumed a uh, large bottle of red wine last night. So I feel whole again, whole again, holy shit again. Uh, Graham is my other friend, Graham Riley. How are you? Oh my God, I'm back again. <laughs> That's <laughs> you, an allusion to later, folks. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm I'm good, thanks. Okay, this is going to put a to time stamp on the show, but. Happy birthday for yesterday. Oh yes,
1: thank you very much for the timestamp being the 9th of March 2018, when I turned 28 years of age, and um, it's, yeah, it's, so far feels
2: not, not too different, really. I think, oh, oh, my hip. <laughs> it's that, what? it's that moment of, oh shit, Graham, you're 28, mate, and we're doing a Sabrina
0: podcast. What happened in our lives? The, the worst part <laughs> is we're, at least me and Graham might be, might reach 30 by the end with, of this podcast. Oh yeah! Now that's something to think about. <laughs> Don't you put that evil on us, Phil? Okay, let's not
2: think about that. So, so our aim now is to make sure that we review all the rest of the episodes before you guys turn. 30. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So that we're not men in our thirties talking about a teen TV show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because that because that, that would just be weird. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. So in your twenties, it's fine. Fine. Yeah. yeah in your twenties, yeah. it's fine. It's just that as soon as you get a
0: three at the beginning yeah. of your age. That's when it's fucked. I'll probably go to prison. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, okay, guys, we've got a lot of work to do within the next, but well, we're just shy of two years now, aren't we now? Yeah, crap, okay. Um, cancel everything we have to do today. We're recording 10 episodes. <laughs> yeah, I'll leave my wife. We'll just We'll rent a cottage just, we'll or a barn in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, just, just get it done. Just get it I'm, done. I'm, I'm, I'll quit my job. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. There's exams around the corner. Not a problem. This takes precedent. Yeah, if, if you want to put this podcast on hold for just for five minutes, I'll I'll send my, uh, my, my letter of resignation right yeah. now. Yeah, uh, Phil, after you've done that, I'll send mine. It'll just be us
1: in a bunker somewhere <laughs> in the United Kingdom watching Sabrina and recording a podcast. It'll get progressively unhinged as we go along and we forget what the rest of the world is. <laughs> but it'll, it'll be a trip, folks. It'll yes, be a trip. It will.
0: I think we've gone a bit off topic. Yeah. <laughs> so we're talking about Sabrina today. <laughs> yeah, so our latest episode, which has got nothing to do with what we've been talking about, other than it shares the same name. Uh, this episode is number 18, entitled The Band Episode. And of course, the gag being it's just B-A-N-D, nothing, nothing seedy or naughty in this episode. Although uh, we did hope. I thought it had a
1: cracking script. I chuckled a lot in this episode. Um, and speaking of Salem, Nick Bakai, uh was very responsible for this one. It was mm-hmm. yeah, it was a it was a, it was a good it was a good yarn. Yes, it, it,
2: it was it was a certain trip down nostalgia avenue. Boss. Yes. in the way that it
0: was delivered, even down to the camera angles being used. Yeah, I think this could be the most 90s episode we've had, bar the uh, the soap opera episode, but then we don't really consider that a proper Sabrina episode. And also, like, this... This is going to sound strange. This was our
1: 90s. Yes. Because we, being children in the 90s, when we think of 90s, we think of things like boy bands and, and girl bands and, you know, sort of the the, the, the pop scene of, of the time. So it, it, was, it was nice to see that sort of um, sense Sent up in period.
0: Yes. With no, a cameo
1: from some actual 90s pop megastars. But yes. we'll get to that. Yeah, well, we will.
0: Right at the very end, mm, we'll get to that, yeah. yeah. But no, this episode is all about um, Sabrina, Val and Harvey in an effort to win a Battle of the Bands contest. Uh, they drink magic bottles of talent and they, uh, you know, their cracks in their friendship certainly show and they go through, I guess, a whirlwind uh, boy band, girl band uh, breakup as well, such. As we know when three
1: very talented people work together it does cause some friction doesn't it you prick <laughs>
0: um, so it's, yeah, yeah. that's it I can't stand this I'll be in my Winopago <laughs> something we can relate to definitely oh yes there is There is. Uh, I mean we, we come across as very sort of happy and very pally but there is a bit of animosity between the three of us and uh, yeah I punched Phil in the face yeah, yeah and that was just when I opened the door and welcomed him <laughs> into my home and yeah. that's it <laughs> i uh slapped graham with a with a raw piece of bacon yeah them, like. oh, f- Ooh. yeah uh, but uh we, but you don't get that across here because we'll, well a lot of editing uh you said you might think that we sound really happy and and laughing a lot however i just i just raise the pitch in our voices and the laughing is actually crying i just make it sound like we're all laughing at the and time. and i've
1: poisoned one of you two's coffees but i'm not telling you which That's... soon soon you'll know
0: The strange thing about that is that I made the coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you did leave them in the living room. Yeah. Oh, shit, I did, didn't I? I thought I was just being nicer, and I wasn't. I was being foolish. You were giving me a window of opportunity. That's (laughs) what you were doing. All right, Aunt Hilda, calm down. (laughs) (laughs) So let's crack on before we kick the bucket, anyway. So the episode opens with Zelda and Sabrina talking about something I can't remember nor care about because, guys, New Salem. New Salem. New Salem New,
1: very sort of smooth, sort of streamlined yeah. sort of Salem He has a very very aerodynamic head
2: <laughs> this, uh, <laughs> this new Salem the, yes. uh, It's the Mazda MX-5 of Salem's yes. Yo, I was thinking like like a, like a Volkswagen, a bug looks more yeah, like he's big, so, Yeah, he's sort of beetle-shaped,
1: if you include his whole body Yes um, Yeah Anyway, Phil, I believe you have some factoids on
0: our favourite animatronic cat. I do indeed. Well, just just because of this uh, brand new sort of puppy, I thought, well, I'll look into it, and I found a whole heap of uh, Salem facts and uh, answers to questions that we've been searching for for a long while. So, Not that question, though. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, we answered that with the other episode, didn't we? Uh, so the original puppet company were called Animal Makers, and they were fired from the show uh, due to uh, apparent, allegedly, lack of professionalism Ooh. and a demand for more money. Ooh. And then this new puppet was made by a, a team that we very much enjoyed uh, a film or two. Oh. I think oh. of who they're called. Uh, would it be the Kyoto Brothers? It would be the Kyoto Brothers, yes. Yeah, so they are responsible for uh, Salem for the rest of the show. For the mm. entire duration of the next several seasons, They, uh, yeah, the Kyoto Brothers made Salem. And the... <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> are you sure you didn't poison your own cup?
1: <laughs> Shit! <laughs> uh, the Kyoto Brothers, for those unfamiliar uh, with them, well, they are masters of animatronics. They created the awesome uh, late eighties low budget comedy horror Killer Clowns Are Out of Space, yes, which we actually did review in our early attempts at podcasting.
2: Yes, which, um, which
1: I think, because it's kind of it is loosely
0: related, I might as well pop
1: up sometime in the future. Yeah, so. so you, you should be able to hear that uh, somewhere down the line and laugh at our uh, early attempts at uh, our first attempt. <laughs> our our oh first God. attempt, was indeed. That at this. Yeah, that was, was about two, two years ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we recorded them on the same day. Anyway, yeah, we yeah, did, we did kill the first, I think, um, and then they later on went to do the puppetry for Team America: World Police from yes. the creators of South Park. So uh, yeah, definitely, guys who really know their stuff—they've done it on a, a movie level—and. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this new Salem. I'm, I'm, I'm liking the look of him, and I'm liking the. Uh, I think he, he seems to have a little added movement. I think he can sort of his head and neck. Yeah, um, it's a lot
2: more complex this one. Yeah, the, there was um, a definite change in facial expression. I think yes. it was yeah. like the the, the the blinking could, uh, and I think his head squished
0: down for a moment. Like yeah. A, to, to sort of be a grimace, of yeah, some yeah. variety. So definitely more motors in there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we can see how impressive this uh, puppet is uh, compared to the the original uh, two that have been used up until this point. I couldn't find um, the cost of the new Kyoto Brothers one. However, I did find how much the first two puppets Salem uh, Animatronics did yeah. cost. Want to hazard a guess at how much? Well, combined. Th- this is combined. Combined.
2: So, so yeah. in in the nineties, mm-hmm. two puppets combined animatronic. I'm gonna go with. Three grand, three grand. I'm
1: gonna go with fifty thousand dollars.
0: Twice as much, a hundred thousand dollars. It wow. cost the studio for those two uh, original Salem animatronics. Wow. The, I'm so sorry, a
2: hundred thousand dollars.
0: Yeah, and for, for 90s as well,
2: like in the 90s for two. Po- I'm not gonna lie to you. If a hundred thousand pounds in the 90s, 97, 98 in the UK could have bought you like four fucking houses. <laughs> they could, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Shit. When you think about that, that's depressing. Also, we've been wondering what the names of the cat actors have been, and I found them. Oh. oh my days So there were four characters in the show I think for the entire duration of the show And I couldn't find anything different um, There was Elvis He was used for the close-up So he was the one who would move his mouth a lot uh, There was Lucy And she's the one who walks and hits marks So every time you see Salem walk somewhere to stop and go That's Lucy There was Witch And that was the one that likes to be held and cuddled Aww. So uh, that's the more docile one So that might be the one that sits in the bag Sits in the car maybe And the one that Zelda holds during the uh, most touching seen in the show so far yeah, as well so that's probably which and then salem uh, who does everything hyperactive so anything that's a little crazy you know like jumping around or sort of weird stunts i guess that'd be salem anyway from one animal to the next uh, sabrina's dressed as a bunny rabbit in the titles and she uh, thinks should i get my ears pierced
2: can do or you could not do. We I mean, don't, we, we don't really care yeah, either way. You know, hoops, studs. What are you gonna do? Yeah, you know, you've yes, got it, big ass ears, man. You're gonna it's get them bigger. done once. Are you gonna make it like a tribal thing? We don't know. We don't know how bunny rabbits react to ear piercings.
0: We're in school, and Harvey has signed up himself, Val, and Sabs for the school's Battle of the Bands competition, which is great. However, no one can play an instrument. But hey, every band has to start somewhere. Harvey says. They usually start in garages. Garages, he says, um, whereas they can start in a gym. They can indeed. They bypass the garage and go straight to the gym uh, at the Spellman house. And Zelda's almost perfected her latest scientific triumph: cold fusion. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Don't know what it is, but it's impressive. No, neither does Salem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we're in the same boat. <laughs> yeah. However, she requires permission. Wait, from- wait. I know what a cold fusion
2: is. It's fusion. That's cold
1: excellent yeah. yeah just like it's like the iced tea of fusion <laughs> yeah. yes yeah exactly It's
2: not so you've got hot fusion which yeah, is yeah. fusion which is hot
0: yeah this is fusion which is cold and that's you've what got, it is you've got room temperature fusion yeah, yeah. yeah. and you've got jazz fusion <laughs> yeah so, so well, and then you've got um, uh, Thai fusion as yeah. well yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. and diff fusion <laughs> Now we're getting stupid.
2: (laughs) We started off stupid.
0: (laughs) Well, we're not getting stupid. Well, someone else is a bit stupid uh, because Zelda needs permission from uh, another doctor to uh, to give her a formula to help her make this latest potion. He's called Doctor Clark Turdlington again. With the anal jokes. Oh, they cannot help themselves. Turdly.
1: Have you met a turdlington? It's
2: Nick <laughs> yeah. cracks me up. Turdlington. I'm, I'm waiting for the, the ridiculously obvious one, and I'm just going to be like... When we've had poopy pants, I think
1: you can't leave yet. obvious. <laughs> Tornanus, yeah. Oh, torn anus. yeah. <laughs> t- well, Tornanus t- t- was quite... quite I don't want to say clever, but you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it, it, it didn't immediately suggest itself to you. But um, yeah, uh, God, Turdlington we've got here. <laughs> Aptly named, because this man is very definitely a turd. He is a lingon a...
0: turd, yeah. Uh, so she needs his permission to use one of his patented ingredients. Someone who Zelda has been beaten by in the past... And in retaliation, she magicked up a whoopee cushion for him to sit on.
1: Yeah, she appeared to have been beaten at some point. Not no,
0: beaten, just in. Yeah, in... not
1: not struck. <laughs> Beat as in they. There was a, a science prize which he uh, he won. Um,
2: it looked like the 1920s. Yeah, I
1: think it's some point in between the World Wars. I think because yeah. um, everything's sepia. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Everybody's very sort of well well dressed. Um, I think there is was she,
2: a... she was wearing some form of like flapper. Yeah, flapper. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We want to go. Those like yeah, those hats which go all the way so down. Le- like, le- let's date it for
2: 1922. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, just from just my own knowledge of history, which I'm not going to lie to you, it's not precise
0: but I'm pretty sure whoopee cushions weren't around in the 1920s. <laughs> yeah. Maybe this was when they were, well, maybe this is when they were invented because we're not told whether this is the other realm or the, the real world. So she might have to one up, he's held one up and they've gone, oh my God, what is that? We always talk about witches being ahead of the curve technologically. So maybe
1: this was yet another uh, case in which they were.
0: Yeah, ahead of the curve in joke telling. Or yeah. <laughs> whoopee cushions. Um so Hilda says that she should call him and heads out to another musical audition. She's to be the new strolling fiddler. We've got to watch out for them at the local steakhouse. Yes, yeah. <laughs> strolling fiddler. Yeah. I missed
2: that. How did I miss that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile in Sabrina's bedroom, and Harvey, Val and Sab's are busy jamming. A sound Zelda mistakes for a catastrophe. I mean, what did they expect? <laughs> oh, I know.
2: Uh, oh, yeah. Just pass me that. Uh, pass me that oboe. I'll play it now. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of what, what we're it was. gonna do is
1: we're gonna buy instruments, which don't come cheap. Yes. I right know. Yeah, e- even in the nineties, where everything was cheaper, we're not gonna get lessons. We're just no. gonna pick them up and strike them, <laughs> yeah. and
0: hopefully it'll sound good. Surprise, surprise, it doesn't. It doesn't, no, so Zelda sort of mistakes it for someone being butchered or also, something. Also, uh,
1: instrumentation-wise, Sabrina is the bass player. She is. Valerie
0: is the guitarist. Harvey is the drummer. Back in school, and Sabrina vows to best Libby and her cheerleader band, who are destined to win. So I suspect some magic will be in play here later, chaps. Speaking of magic, Zelda's charm seems to have worked on Dr. Clark Turdlington, who agrees to meet up with her. Um speaking of charm, Hilda is busy wowing patrons of the steakhouse by playing classic hillbilly hits. This is uh, a nice cutaway. So, I mean, the stuff with um, Zelda and turnington it's kind of back and forth. But at the end, it kind of goes somewhere and it's a bit funny. Um, the stuff with Hilda is, is actually, it's very quick. But it's quite funny when we start going back to a periodically throughout this episode. I think both subplots in this were very good. More the Hilda one than the Zelda one, but I enjoyed them both. Yes, so Hilda's on a quest just because she she's a classical trained classically trained violin. She wants to play. Uh, better songs like uh, about some Wagner or Vivaldi and things and they just want to hear some hillbilly hits. So we have a bit of fun with that later as the episode progresses. We head to the school gym where we're led to believe that students are being murdered. But it just turns out that's just the sound of a crappy band. And to make things worse, Libby and her friends head to the stage. Each equipped with a Britney mic before Britney made them famous. And they smash out a groovy 90s pop hit. They do, and you know the choreography is is perfect. You can see that they've all got their own sort of
1: styles. You know their own sort of images, kind of like the Spice Girls. It's you know it's it's all, it's all very very professional and very impressive um, little uh, group that olivia uh, has got going there. She does have genuine talent, and obviously that. Does come into play later in the episode. Yes. They I make, think, they make I a think deal of that, yeah. Maybe you got done wrong in this episode.
0: She did, actually, yeah. We've we've cursed her on many times for being a, a bastard. Obviously she's on our scale, she's in third place. However, she she's very a bit down to earth on this one. She's a bit snidey comments, but it's because she she actually we're watching her actually love something. She loves singing, yeah. she loves performing. Of course, she loves the people screaming at her and cheering for her, but she enjoys singing, ultimately. That's why she, later on in the episode, she helps Sabrina because she likes to sing. So, Harvey was obviously impressed by how fast a baked potato uh, cooks in a microwave. I think he'd be pretty impressed with the microphone technology these days. So, yeah, Good also life. potatoes. More on that later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god,
2: yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh
0: yeah Enough of that Uh, Zelda tries to comfort Sabrina Telling her that Libby insults her Because she's jealous And that Sabrina Should be mindful Of how she treats people Because it might Bite her on the arse One day Like today Because Dr Turlington Does indeed rock up And hands Zelda Her whoopee cushion And leaves Nice What a turd What a turd Yes Chris We visit Hilda Who reckons that Playing to a bunch Of middle class Barbecue loving West Bridgians Is worse than Giving Henry VIII A sponge bath which made me think she possibly beheaded two of his wives? Maybe. Potentially, yeah. But at the end,
2: thinking about it, was this. It could have been. Was it Henry VIII when he was a fat blob? Or Henry VIII when he was younger? Because he was actually quite fetching when he yeah, was younger. He was, yeah, like,
1: Quite a virile, handsome young yeah, man. Yeah, he yeah. Just, just enjoyed the good life a bit too much. Mm. Um, also, of course. Cut
0: my wife into pieces. I live in Hampton Court. <laughs> um, yeah, carry on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Meanwhile, back home, and Sabrina finds out that you can literally bottle talent, so she whips up some talent soda to flush down the neck of her, Val, and Harvey, but only if it's necessary. Hey, you don't need to justify it to me, Salem says. Yeah. He's, he's just happy to do anything, just whatever. He's just there,
2: he's just like, yeah, let- I want to see what happens here. Yeah, let's just, let- let- fuck it, yeah, just stir it up a little bit, yep. cool. yeah. Go. You yeah. don't need to morally justify yourself to a supervillain. <laughs> <for certain. Yeah. laughs>
0: Yeah, that's true. Uh, She leaves with the pop and Hilda decides to whip up some seasoning that will allow the cretins she entertains to enjoy some good music. Some classical seasoning, she says she makes, to make her job a bit more fun. In the school cafeteria, and Willard Kraft announces that he will no longer be judging the obviously rigged Battle of the Bands. It will now be the producer of A Rock and a Hard Place, Westbridge's only cable TV showcase for local bands, Dwayne Kraft. Mr. Krabsniff. Dwayne. Dwayne? Dwayne. Dwayne Craft Johnson. But yeah. he is, What a hunk. He he's quite he's quite the hunk. I, I recognized half-stool. him, but I don't know what I recognized I him from. Do you, you know know to know what he's called? You. Yes. He, he is called yes. John du- Duke Duicing. You're Ducing. I hope for his sake it's not a Duke. Because in American schoolyard slang. Shit. Yeah, John. So John Shit plays Dwayne Krabs. He's grandson to the legendary baseball player Johnny Dickshot. (laughs) 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 Nobody called Johnny Dickshot. (laughs) Johnny Dickshot? Oh no! Johnny Johnny Dickshot? Dickshot. (laughs) Have you played baseball? (laughs) Wow! Uh, (laughs) What the fuck? Uh, according to his famed everyman look, he's been cast frequently as the perfect boyfriend or perfect dad in over a dozen TV shows. Uh, this is my favourite fact, um, which, Graham, you'll definitely enjoy this. He did, for some reason, motion capture for most of the Looney Tunes on Space Jam. Oh, wow. And um, there's a lot of Space Jam parallels
1: in this episode. Yeah, The idea of talent being able to be still into something where when you consume it, yeah, obviously, it's very much the space camera.
0: Yes, so, uh, yeah, so motion, yeah. um, um, motion capture for the movie too. Space camera, yeah. There
1: you Motion capture for the movie Big like big Why do you need the
0: move Maybe John doesn't move like he human being. be. you you only see him move around, do you? So it's quite possible. Yeah, he just glides. Yeah. And maybe he's got stretchy arms. Maybe he did the yeah, motion capture for Michael Jordan. But um, when he saw the band performing, his, his, his uh, eyes, they go. Gone- <laughs> uh, uh, Um, and we'll see him again because in season 7 he returns and he plays Sabrina's co-worker Leonard who becomes a supporting character in four years time so is he he a regular yes
1: yeah. so he'll be in a number of episodes that is a long time to wait for a break for the show Jesus man (laughs) (laughs) let it go he was off being a perfect
0: boyfriend to the perfect yeah he was yeah Yeah, he's been perfect guy to bring to family. You mean the perfect guy that you want to push his teeth in? Yeah, 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 that kind of guy. Uh, so yeah, so Dwayne Craft is Mr. Craft's nephew, and he is the new hunky judge who will be uh, overseeing this Battle of the Bands. Before the contest starts, we see that Dr. Turdington has kindly reconsidered to help Zelda, as long as she apologises anyway. The Battle of the Bands has started, and Libby's group, the Libby Chesler generation... Of course. Naturally. <laughs> very much enjoyed. They seem to have smashed it. Well, we say seem to. they a roaring crowd and they sounded really, really good. Yeah. In their individual, very 90s outfits. Uh, meanwhile, Sabrina's band have really got the look going on. Harvey, man. Harvey. Oh! oh. I'm not going to lie to you. Obviously,
2: when we've seen Harvey, Nate Richards, he's usually wearing some form of baggy top of yeah. some variety. But that guy is packing a bod! <laughs> he is packing a bod. He's we... packing a bod, man. I can sit here and safely appreciate... Another man's finely tuned athletic body. Well done, friend. Well done, you. Yeah,
0: we saw a glimpse of it when he wore uh, wore Valerie's blouse for a oh little yeah, bit. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so Sabrina shoves bottles of talent in their faces just before they're welcomed onto the stage. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls... Entry number five And uh,
1: also Mr. Craft Being the bastard that he is uh, Prefaces it By saying um, This is the very definition Of only a formality Please <laughs> yes. welcome act number five yeah. Yes
2: Entry number five Not to be mistaken But for Mumbo number five Or Mambo uh, number oi, five Mambo number five
0: <laughs> Fuck you guys yes. Fuck <laughs> you Yeah well you just got mistaken by it <laughs> Yes Didn't I did you? Shut up <laughs> Um, Yeah, and uh, they come on, entry number five, and they play blondies one way or another. And we very quickly learned that not only is Nate Richard a great dancer, acts an all-round lovely hunk of a man, he's a fucking awesome
1: drummer. Yeah, because, I mean, Sabrina and Valerie are just doing the same sort of, like, idly strumming, not really knowing what they're doing um, actions that they did when they couldn't play earlier on. I think Mr Joan Hart is actually doing the vocals. Yeah, she's doing the vocals. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Lindsay Sloan's doing the backing, backing vocals. Yeah, quite, as quite, well. po- yeah. quite possibly. Um, but yeah, they're not actually playing their instruments. But drumming is quite hard to fake. Yes. And I think, I don't know if he is actually drumming to one way or another, but he certainly knows what he's doing. No, he certainly old, is, uh, I lo- looked into, into it. Yeah. It and also, one way or another, of course, um, Debbie Harry featured in the pilot episode.
0: She did, possibly didn't she? Possibly they could have got it royalty free.
1: Maybe she. Maybe, she yeah. with a favourite.
0: Yeah, but uh, particularly like, before he starts drumming, yeah, Nate just starts spinning the drumsticks on his fingers. That enough convinced me, yeah, he's a good drummer. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He knows what he's doing. Yeah, it's like, if you can throw them up and catch them, yeah, you're a good drummer. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, they smash it, everyone uh, sort of is amazed, and obviously they win, they are the winners. And just as an encore is about to be performed, the music licence budget ran out, and we abruptly fade to black. Yes. (laughs) To the delight of screaming fans, Dwayne Knight decides to book them for his show. Dwayne Knight? Dwayne Dwayne Knight you think of Wayne Knight who (laughs) was in Space Jam (laughs) Dwayne
1: (laughs) that that he did the motion
0: cap for Dwayne Craft to the delight of screaming fans Dwayne Craft decides to book them for his show Westbridge's only cable TV show for local bands Rockin' a Hard Place with said impending appearance on Westbridge's only cable TV showcase for local bands Rockin' a Hard Place comes fame and a montage oh yeah
1: quite the montage of um, entry number 5 Mania Yes, actually, that's the only way lots to. Uh, lots, you know, lots of screaming, being chased down uh, the corridors, lots of signing autographs. Sabrina going to drink for the drinking fountain. The whole queue just parts so she yeah. can she can uh, go and uh, lubricate her mouth. And um, yeah, everything is
2: just going going crazy for it's, them. Yeah, it's that moment of you've done one gig. What the fuck?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, it made me think though. Does the talent obviously the talent makes them better? But does it like? irradiates stuff from them to make people like go mad for them a bit. I think it does. I think it, yeah. I think it's got sort of an effect on those. Like a pheromone, sort of, I guess. Like yeah, that.
1: The, the pheromone. A pheromone. Um, even yeah, those, uh, those See, see, he made a mistake too.
0: That's a like more complicated word than "mambo." <laughs> he didn't get the name of the greatest song of the nineties wrong. <laughs> you know. Of course, and then the, what the music playing on is just repeating again. I guess for. Music licenses to just repeating one way or another. Yeah,
1: you can also see them sort of start to get sick of each other. Which mm-hmm. um, then, once the montage ends, we see that uh, you know the all uh, the age-old problem of musical differences and cashing egos is really starting to rear its ugly head.
2: Yes. You, and- you know what I like to think that the the talent in a bottle is quite like the, uh, the super soldier serum from Captain America, that it um, sort of accentuates those already uh, present. Feelings or emotions or genetics, so if you're kind, you become more kind, if that makes sense. Yes, so in this respect, they're all fucking bastards in some way or another, and they just
0: there's like a dark side that. in them that kind of exaggerates, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, it's yeah, I guess that's what they say typically. It's uh, younger people get in fame quite early, yeah. just they don't they kind of don't grow up properly for the rest of their lives, yeah, and in they're in a state of. Um, constant, like, surveillance and admiration. And- Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah. you know, the... Uh- well, even, like, Justin Bieber these days, like, you know, he had a... He just didn't really have a childhood and stuff. Yeah, the problems of child stars are, are well-documented. Britney Spears, obviously. She yeah. She had a-, mm-hmm. a-, a famous meltdown, so... Uh, yeah, it's all it's all going up shit creek very, very quickly. However, fear not, boys. We get another comedy poster to calm us down. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is my favourite poster that we've seen so far in the school. I have no idea who's in charge of making them, but they are fabulous. They may actually
1: be just actual posters that were hung up in American schools around the town. I wish
0: this one was in my school. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, they're in the cafeteria. Yeah, Harvey passes a trade to a girl who then goes all... Uh, teen girl fan. Yeah, this is during the montage show. It's a blink and you'll miss it.
1: It's like the, the corner of the uh, cafeteria. The wall that's just behind where they typically sit. There's a poster that reads Eat a potato. Don't be one. And we've got a <laughs> lovely uh, a lovely drawing of a potato sat on a couch. Yes.
2: Get it. It's like, what What other vegetables could you be? You know what I mean? It's like eat a tomato. Don't be one. Yeah. <laughs> it, doesn't, doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. It doesn't work. But with a potato, it's Fucking hilarious! Yeah, <laughs> eat eat a eat a radish. <laughs> yeah. Don't be one. Yeah,
0: eat a vegetable. Don't be one. Sounds a bit dark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but how did that make you feel, guys? Reading that, did did you feel inspired? I, I felt like I was a potato as I was sat on <laughs> yeah. Yeah. watching the TV, thinking, "Yeah, I'm a potato." Yeah. putting put that on a television show, it's the <laughs> you know, just caused much introspection. I wonder if kids, like, as a subliminal message, maybe kids just turned up and went, that's it, must listen, turn it off, go. And yeah. Ratings went down that night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So throughout the montage, Sabs, Val and Harvey are now only wearing cool rocker gear and indoor shades, obviously. And everywhere they go, people want to handle their books and hold their lunch. We also visit Zelda, where she's subjected to Dr. Turnington's flatulent fetish. He... Just wants her to sit he was. on this whoopee cushion yeah, over and over again. He's got
1: a real—he really sort of gets off on that humiliation. It's—it's all it's a little disturbing.
0: Yes. Yeah. speaking of disturbing, would you like to know who this gentleman is? He's—he—he's. Uh, Bearded and, braggado- <laughs> yeah, he he is. Is bearded and braggadocious. He's very good as well. He is. Uh, so, this man is Sherman Howard. He plays Sherman? Sherman Howard. Good name. He plays Dr. Turlington. Uh, one episode appearances in a lot of TV shows here and there, not much. Uh, he's voice acted in a lot of video games, particularly in the early 2000s. We may have heard his voice if we play things like Red Faction, sort of thing. Like Very sort of gruff military voices he yeah. mainly does. Um, George Romero allegedly put on record that he was perhaps the best zombie actor he's ever worked with. Oh wow. So that's uh, I, I, that that is that is praise indeed coming from the 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 basically the
1: originator of zombie film, the godfather so, of zombie yeah.
0: films, yeah. So, I mean, this was on Sherman Howard's mini bio who <laughs> says that George Romero said this to him, allegedly on record. Mm-hmm. So, Mm, okay. I smell a turlington. Here. Okay, okay, Sherman. Uh, whatever, Sherman Whatever helps
1: you sleep <laughs> How about you tell us what time you were born?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Back in school and cracks are already starting to appear in entry number five As egos are already flaring up Val wants a song about her, which they won't allow Because the Zootons will do it soon And Harvey wants to perform as an asexual worm Yes, he, he does <laughs> No, no, no
1: He wants Sabrina and Valerie to be asexual a, worm. Oh, sorry, well, yes He is a, a rabbit of some kind No,
2: no, I thought it was a goat Oh, he's a goat. Yeah, I thought he had rabbit ears. No, it's the it's the idea of um, of of ancient Greece, um, the satyrs, who were these half men half goat, really funny, sort of energetic, all about free love and dancing and having a good time. They always came out in the festival of
0: Dionysus. You see, Mm. Uh, and and that's what he wanted. He wanted to show that he was the goat. He wanted to save the world with music. He wanted to unite everyone together. And uh, yeah, that... in an asexual society, yes. And, yes, and these
1: sort of delusions of grandeur and sort of pretentious artistic sort of um, attempts at depth quite often do uh, manifest themselves as rock stars disappear up their own asses. Yes. So uh, it's quite a good parody of that.
0: Yeah, and yeah, so Valerie written a song called "My Valerie," which has the following line: "My Valerie, foxy little junior, walking down the street." What a genius, Foxy Little Junior? That's a little dark, isn't it? that she it? wrote about herself? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that, that says maybe that
1: says a lot about a lot about Valerie sort of in in a turmoil. Yeah, and, it's,
0: uh, it's the like Foxy Little Junior. Yeah. The, the she might that might that that's a great song to sing just in the school community. But if you're going to be famous and sing and your songs featured on the radio.
2: Yeah no well, well this is the thing in in American high schools they have like junior sophomore and all of that so it could be relevant to to what age she is age group she belongs to in yes, the high yeah. school but it's the little yeah. little junior, junior that's the bit mm. that is wrong Oh, coupled with Foxy.
1: Also, yeah. if you're in the UK, what's Junior School, Phil? Oh shit, that's, <laughs> that's... <laughs> it's the ages of it's the ages of seven to eleven, folks. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh crap! Uh, don't yeah. don't want to go there. You don't. Know. No, we're, um, we're not. know. we are not let us not, David Hasselhoff. This. No, we, yeah. we, we
0: we we were we were Foxy Little Juniors around about the time this episode aired. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh... <clears throat> yeah, I mean. I I can only speak for myself, but I assume we all were. Oh no, I was short and fat. <laughs> short, fat little junior waddling down the street. <laughs> that's the um, one. But um,
1: well, while we're on the subject of uh, Miss Lindsay Sloan, though, um, cast sighting uh, the other day, the film the other guys was on with Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. Oh, and... I mean,
2: that's the one where Samuel Jackson is and, in it and jumps off a roof at
1: one. At yeah, the and, yeah. And, the, and The Rock, and that's yeah. like yeah, and like a film about those guys would be a lot better than the film about yes. the other guys. It's okay. But anyway, Mark Wahlberg's girlfriend is played by Lindsay Sloan. And I had no idea. Yeah. And it's well, probably among the more prominent roles that Sabrina
2: alumni have played in the last decade, probably. Yeah. I know, probably, know, yeah. No, because she was also... Ch- well, what's his name? In Horrible Bosses, you got Jason Sudeikis, Jason Fenton, mm. whatever, and... Is it Charlie something or other?
0: Oh, uh, I can't think of his name. From, no. It's only it's from. Yeah.
2: From. It's, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Sh- Lindsay Sloan plays his wife in Horrible Bosses as well. Oh, yeah. 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 So she's had yeah. good
0: parts here and there. And of course, she was in the, the huge, hugely successful uh, The Odd Couple as well, wasn't she? She, she was in that, 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 uh, that.
2: And she was also in a film with Jason Sudoku. Sudokis. Whatever his name is going to be pronounced. It's a Corgi called... film. What? That orgy that film. That orgy yeah. film, yeah, yeah, yeah. A uh, good old-fashioned orgy. So yeah.
1: she's probably the most presently successful of the Sabrina cast. I'd say so. I would say. Yeah, so yeah. So good, good, good on you, Lindsay. In terms it's of yeah.
0: on-screening, anyway, because Jenny um, Lee Green uh, does a lot of stuff on Broadway, so yeah. she's, she's big on stage and stuff, yeah. but not necessarily on TV. So. Uh, Melissa
2: Joan Hart, obviously she's still got her sitcoms. The most recent one is Melissa and Joey.
0: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. and she's got those wonderful, wonderful Christmas movies. Uh, And she directs things as well, quite a bit, of course. So yeah, she's she's more behind the camera and bit parts here and there. But uh, yeah, nice. So let us know if you ever see any more cast sightings. Yes. So uh, unexpected cast sightings. We're not going to watch Sabrina and go, "Isn't he in Sabrina?" (laughs) 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 It's not what we want. Hilda is poisoning the plates of her patrons with her magic pepper her magical sort of classical seasoning which makes the rednecks appreciate some Wagner it has they, they have a complete personality change yes. and I always love when
2: that happens on screen when you've got Two guys just going. I don't know what's going on here. I ordered my steak, where my Oh, oh dear. Yes, please play some vod No, <laughs> some obscure early Wagner. I love it. I love when that happens.
0: Yeah, it
1: was great. Yeah. And this this escalates wonderfully. Uh, this is when this subplot really starts to become very funny
0: indeed. Yeah, because later on, um, this woman's kicking off, going, "People of my age, in my position, we only eat caviar. I did not order rooting tootin beans."
1: And then uh, the uh, the manager says. Uh, in fact you did I believe you even threw in a
0: yee <laughs> you even threw in a
2: yee <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then she starts playing some yeah some classical music and everyone loves it but yeah no it's a, it's a good trope in comedy which I do yeah. appreciate sort of uh, complete role reversals and things uh, back home and Sabrina is disgusted and outraged again by the lyrics of My Valerie I mean as we are uh, Sabs calls Harvey to talk things out but he's just too busy wearing bunny ears and chatting up some chicks he then seemingly dumps Sabrina for some more girls who are uh, uh, sort of calling him, and he says, "I didn't know so many chicks knew my number." You're listed, Harvey. I th-
1: I think he means dump her from
0: the call, not, right, okay.
1: not from his life. But yeah, he's he's listed in the phone book because it's the '90s, and everybody
2: is. Wait, isn't it? That's back in the days where there used to be a phone book in every like public phone booth. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Isn't it? And that there were public phone booths that were used for
1: anything <laughs> other, other than, than urination, urination and impromptu sex, um, <laughs> or, or drugs and drugs. And if you wanted to, you know, wait, if, who has sex in a phone box? Homeless people. Doctor Who. Um, <laughs> him and all. Yeah. Um, if you wanted to know, say, if you had a friend at school, maybe you just you just met them and you wanted to know if they wanted to play out. It didn't matter if they'd not given you their number. You could literally be like, well, what's their surname? Where, vaguely speaking, do they live? Literally, if so like open the phone book, you've got their name, address, and phone number there. And people were totally cool with that. Yeah. Like, it was quite an effort to um, x directory yourself. You had had to ring up and be like, I don't want to be in your phone
0: book. Mm. If you didn't say that, it was all there. God, stalking in the 90s must have been a piece of cake. Exactly. It's weird. I mean, if if that was still around these days and stuff, you know, people were, you know, their numbers made public. Then that would be sort of like, people go mad about data protection and stuff. But they didn't care 20 years ago. No, it it was a more innocent time. So, uh, Salem tells her uh, that she must remove their talent, and to do that, she just needs to let the fizz out of a fresh bottle. If they drink flat talent, they'll go flat. She doesn't open one for herself, but later decides it's for the best. Plus, she begins to feel guilty about beating Libby, who competed with genuine talent. Exactly. And and, um, Zelda says this earlier on as well. She says, well, remember what I said about being mean to, to Libby and stuff, you know? Are you just so guilty and jealous because she had genuine talent and... It's a nice thing, and this is what we say. Maybe Libby did get a bit done over in this one, because yeah, she competed. Fair enough, she had a backing track, but all the vocals were all hers. Yeah. So, and she clearly wrote the song herself. So, yeah. yeah.
2: And she, I'm assuming she choreographed the dance. Yeah, she did absolutely everything. Being the head cheerleader, I'm sure she did. Yeah,
0: yeah. So. That's a shame, but yeah. So that plays uh, that sort of sort of ring. Wow, thing.
2: she really put effort in?
1: And she, she did she, really. Yeah, she's, she's actually really talented. Yeah, she's a she's a dick with it. But she is very talented. Yes. You can't take that away from her. Oh, absolutely not. That she's a dick.
0: Well, both those things. You
1: can't take <laughs> it. She's definitely a dick, but she's definitely talented. Yes. yes.
0: In the cafeteria, and the band are prepping for their big performance on Westbridge's only cable TV showcase for local bands, Rock and a Hard Place. And Valley's such an egomaniac, she rejects Sabrina's flat soda and goes to talk into a drum of hummus, leaving Sabrina to drink it alone. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> is that like a, a rock star thing, hummus? It's Greek. Yeah, okay. It's, Fair <laughs> enough. It's certainly sort of, I don't know,
1: it's...
2: It is pretentious. Hummus is it pretentious. It was certainly at the
1: time it was considered posh person food.
2: Yes. Yeah. Now, now it's very middle class. Now yeah. it's just my every Saturday lunch. Yeah, this yeah. Hummus, you, you, yeah. You, can get, you can get hummus on a, uh, a flatbread of falafel from Tesco's now. Yeah, yeah. but it was... It, it, um, With avocado. Mm-hmm. Fucking
1: communicated sophistication in the high life at that time. Mm. Which is why it was used in this... You know, in this scene and also used in what uh, what you referenced. Yes. Um as uh, Triple H's uh, dish of choice when he was um when he was running the show um
0: in uh WWF yes. round about this time as well. Uh it's so- just fucking chickpeas, man. <laughs> yeah, that's all it is. Harvey rocks up with his new piece, Sunset, who he promises will join the band on the tambourine. Is it just me or is Sunset dressed like an alien from Mars? Yeah, she's it's, dressed a bit yeah, cosmic he new wave what
1: is she supposed to be yoko ono well oh yeah well yeah yoko ono but i mean she's not dressed like yoko ono No. Right? and later on we see that she's holding a clipboard like she's actually sort of working on the show no? she's,
0: i think she's a she might be a bit of a floater she just latches onto people who can get her places maybe yeah, so cuz she did not seem to be attracted or enjoy Harvey's company she's just, just like just straight you can op- get me in a band she's a straight opportunistic person yes so this is a sunset Dwayne Craft rocks up and tells Serena that the band are going to be huge on every radio station and they'll be able to buy a shit ton of stuff. So still a craft at heart. Yes. Uh, but before she can think about her future, Harvey and Valerie swig that flat, talentless soda that Serena swigged before. Yeah. I'm assuming because it was spicy hummus, they seemed like that.
2: <sighs> seemed a little it, bit, yeah. It, yeah. it seemed like they, they 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 were gasping for breath. They called it.
1: Uh, five alarm or four alarm hummus Which is usually usually um, a sort of classification of hotness of chilli So I'm guessing it was very hot hummus indeed
2: Yeah. Oh so it was infused hummus
0: Yes mm. That, mm. Is mm. that is part. Mm. Oh. They sound check and as predicted It's fucking awful And Mr Kraft tells Sabrina that she better not fuck it up for Dwayne Because his mother is testy And happens to own the house That he's currently a guest in So basically if Sabrina doesn't think of something quick Mr Kraft could be homeless yeah. I like that idea yeah genuine peril sudden no, peril okay. no
2: not enough peril no no, no not about someone I, it needs to be peril about
0: someone I care about okay <laughs> yeah. yeah she heads backstage and magic's in Libby who only a second ago was like brushing her teeth somewhere in, in the girl she said she was in the
2: girl's toilets yes br-
1: who brushes their teeth
2: well, somebody like Libby who cares
1: about having fresh breath and clean teeth at all times. But the point is, she was in the bathroom, so it could have been a lot worse when yes. she was suddenly uh, involuntarily magicked into the uh, gym. Yeah. She, like she like, could like have been
2: Cupid, t- talc in his balls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Sabrina frequently causes Libby a lot of uh, emotional distress. Some of it maybe she deserves, but either way, she's had a few moments in her life that she just can't explain oh, yeah.
0: she probably thinks she is gradually losing her mind mm. that's not yeah. good not good for her back home and Dr Turlington declares his love for Zelda and promises a night of dinner then after that waste of time Libby says that she will help Sabrina because she loves to sing and because she can squeeze some cash out of her we then revisit the steakhouse where Hilda's potion has gotten out of hand turning hickeys into I guess what like 19th century aristocrats Yes. yeah
2: yeah, yeah I'll buy just- that
0: Oligarchs, Russian oligarchs. Oligarchs. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> it's another strike. for you getting something wrong, Christopher? Yeah, this the one of says one of the patrons says uh, give the chef like twenty lashings or yeah. something. So yeah, it's a bit of a degrading potion. This. It, it, oh it no! Just... It, they even refer go to the galley and give you it the chef. Go to the galley. So yeah. yeah, they think they're on a fucking
2: ship. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, so there's a massive rioter because obviously everyone storms out because they don't want the root and toot and beans or the cowboy special. Um yeah, she gets the sack because well, she's got no one to, to entertain, so it's not gone very well for her. But she keeps the cowboy outfit. Yeah. Why? <laughs> um tort. fetish? Well fetish Mr Kraft likes tort- cowboys, doesn't yeah.
1: he? Yeah, fetish torture themed torture.
0: Yeah, she could open up her own steakhouse of a different variety. You get to pick your own human that you devour <laughs> yeah. from a pen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Back in the gym, and Libby nails the song and ensures the roof over Willard's head. Whilst back at home, Zelda gets a sensual kiss from Dr Turdington, which is a bit weird. It's, uh, it's a very... We've not seen anything like that. In, we've seen Sabrina and Harvey kiss, but there was fireworks, and it was like, hey. It's the least PG... Uh, physical contact between yeah. characters has
1: been, and because it was so intense, I thought, oh, so maybe they do actually like each other. Maybe we're going to be seeing more of uh, of uh, Mister Turdlington going forward because maybe Zelda has actually, you know, sort of the whole uh, being mean to the girl that you fancy at school when you are a little
0: kid, sort of um, sort of deal where he's horrible to her but actually likes her Yeah. But now she's just trying to use him for for the for her own gains. But yeah, it's a little little weird. It made it us was. made us react a bit. <laughs> But it was the it's the bit that happened after when she goes, So can I have the
2: cold fusion um um formula. equation formula? And he goes, No. And I'm like, Then why the fuck did you just kiss her? That's fucking creepy. Yeah. You did all of this so that you could kiss her and then not give her what she wanted.
0: That's fucked, that is. Yeah. And then he went he went, uh, dinner next Tuesday she went, Kiss my cold fusion <laughs> I slammed sat- the door. Yeah, that's Yeah. Oh man,
2: that is he is a devilish fuckwit. he. Well, what yeah.
0: what's that saying is it you can't cheat a cheater.
2: Yeah. or kidder kidder. Kidder, kidder. kidder what they usually say.
1: But <laughs> did I make that one up? <laughs> it's it effectively the same the yeah. same, um, yeah. the same uh, idea. But Ken in the last episode, Mr. Turdlington here, we've met some uh, some pieces of work recently, haven't we? We never knew Ken's surname. Hey,
0: Ken Turdlington. Ken Turdlington.
1: <laughs> oh. You heard it here first,
0: folks. (laughs) Everyone is back to normal, but not for long because Sabrina notices that one of the bottles of talent is missing. She only went and left it in the bloody gym where five good-looking, dare I say, Backstreet Boys are playing b-ball whilst giving each other savours of that wild bottle of talent. It's only the bloody Backstreet
1: Boys. Yeah, actually,
0: it? It is it's the Backstreet Boys to the point where I was like, "Is that NSYNC?"
2: <laughs> <laughs> Despite the absence of Justin Timberlake, <laughs> like, <laughs> I, is that I, NSYNC? I, the blonde
0: one could have been Justin Timberlake. I don't bit, know yeah. what he looked like when he was twelve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and they're just yeah, they're just having savers and sort of passing it around, having swigs. And uh, what does the talent bottle of talent deliberately make you musically
2: talented? I'm going to go with and assume that the in the spellbook, in the recipe, different ingredient for a different yeah. thing. So musical talent you add X. Basket uh, sporting talent you add so and so. Yeah. Academic talent you add this. So there's a there's a change of ingredient each time. Yeah. Yeah. But they just start singing apart from one of the guys who hasn't had a drinking. He's like,
0: come on guys, the game's tied.
2: It, it, it's that moment of, mate. All your friends who've just had a sip of that drink are now spontaneously singing, which is something they've never done before, and you're like, Come on, guys, let's play basketball. Spontaneously singing
1: perfectly.
2: Oh, perfect
1: a cappella, yeah. In a way that could make you a lot of money. And you're just say like, GUYS! <laughs> it's a <laughs> basketball game!
0: <laughs> Why is he German now? <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, it's a basketball game. But, yeah, no, it's beautiful. You just spontaneously crack into music. But it makes me think, does the talent... I know to make them flat obviously they, they let the, the juices out of the fizz out of hmm. the bottle but once you've consumed it is that it is it in their system well forever?
2: I sh- yeah I assume so because the only way to reverse it was to drink it flat yeah so, yeah and a lot
1: of people think of the Backstreet Boys as a Florida group nope Westbridge's
2: own
0: yeah Westbridge's own uh, Backstreet Boys the credits roll and they're still singing away and a small crowd has formed Including the Quizmaster, who rops up for the first time in like 75 episodes. Yeah. Where the fuck has he been? And he rocks up just to go, why didn't they win? I hope
1: they taped another episode which he was a part of on this day, because if he showed up just to point at the Backstreet Boys, then that's a... Uh, it's an easy day's work for Lamy Ballard, but who oh, he didn't have to travel far.
0: So there we go. That is uh, episode 18, the band episode. It made me feel a bit, a bit seasick at the start because it kind of kept cutting back to scenes a little too quick. Yeah. But it's because, as you said, like all the both the subplots were quite strong and they yeah. did actually lead to places. So it was yeah. essential to get them established um, straight away. But uh, yeah, no. Overall, we think it was a, an enjoyable uh, episode. Obviously, we're nearing the end of season two now. So do you think the laughs are getting stale, or are we no, not not at all found all a good pace? We 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 we
2: genuinely laughed, Phil. Yes, yeah. we did, didn't we? I'd say I think it was one of the stronger
1: scripts, like purely in terms of gags, not not really taking into account Potter or anything, although oh, pots were decent. Um,
0: I think it was yeah, it was one of the more gag heavy episodes this has this season, yeah. I'd
1: say. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we didn't have any sort of like nessa we only have like one or two sort of laugh out loud sort of moments, but at the, this stage in the game are we more appreciative of daft gags that we can laugh at or just a strong episode we can just sit back and enjoy. I like snappy character
1: consistent dialogue I like it makes sense for the characters to say that and there was a lot of that in this episode. Mm-hmm. You really sort of I think some some writers are new to the show this season whereas Nick McKay has been in it from the start and I think he's got a probably closer obviously he plays one of the characters and mm-hmm. he's got closer affinity with the characters than perhaps some of the, the newer writers do. So yeah there's a lot of, lot of good character consistency in this episode I thought.
0: Yeah what do you think to the, um, the extra characters that we Got. I thought Turdlington
1: uh, played his role very well. Uh, Dwayne didn't have much to do, but I liked how there was very definite evidence, as he said, that he, that he was a craft.
0: Yeah, I mean, the reason why I asked that is obviously we praised when Mrs. Papowski was introduced. The fact yeah. that she was just, uh, fair enough, she's appeared in an, another episode since, but when she was introduced, she very quickly became a character yeah. and she was plot relevant. Yeah, so, um, uh, a so, similar kind of character. I enjoyed the Steakhouse owner. Um, yes. I thought he played a good role. Very much so, yeah. So, so do you think yeah, they've, they've actually found uh, a. Obviously, to use not an essay cold fusion formula, but a formula for a good episode. To if they're introducing new characters, even if they are extras and they're just here for a cup of coffee, do you think they're? It's essential for them to make them into a proper character. Well, yeah, and we saw
2: that in the steakhouse with all the individual tables as well. Even them, yeah. Even them. It's they. They. It seems like they have really put some work in in terms of finding these extras or these one-off roles and really trying to. Round them off, yeah, so that they are relevant, so that they don't just, they're, they're not just there, yeah, and they actually serve a purpose. And they seem to be good at finding sort of talented
1: people, mm-hmm. perhaps people who don't get the opportunity to um, show their uh, skills too often on, on yeah. television uh, to play them as well. Yeah,
0: yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. a good yeah episode, very good episode that all the three... It's a very people... yeah episode. It's a yeah. very yeah episode. Gets a yeah from me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's see how many yes it gets from Chris, he is our Rank Master. So at the end of each episode, we ask him what he uh, rightfully thinks this episode deserves uh, from a particular rating which he'll come up with from the top of his head. So Chris, episode 18, The Band Episode. How many yes do you give it? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna
2: go into a little bit more detail here because the combination, as we've said, of these one-off characters really being rounded off, the idea of uh, really going into this whole 90s idea of a band coming together and splitting up, the camera angles which you will see in numerous films from this point forward in the 90s when it comes to music videos as well the jaunty angles i it really encapsulated the entire concept of what it was to be in a band in the 90s absolutely and for that it's a huge tick the subplots huge tick it salem new salem quick question about that does the new
0: puppet have an If it does, it's probably got one that moves around, oh, yeah. <laughs> just asking the question. It tenses, it clenches, it does all sorts. So,
2: I'm gonna give this seven Backstreet Boys
0: randomly singing on a church roof. Mm, okay. Seven. That was the original number of them. Uh, do you agree with that number of Backstreet Boys? Not fact-wise, but raising wise
1: um, I'd, I'd, I'd up it. I'd add an extra half of Backstreet
0: Boy. <laughs> yeah. go seven point five out of ten. <laughs> Good grief! Which half? Oh, okay. <laughs> Good grief! Um, I'm I'm gonna go just to make him whole again like the atomic kitten. atomic kitten I'm gonna go for eight I think just because I think yeah the script and the character work through the whole episode was very very strong and I very much enjoyed it so that's what we thought of episode 18 a very strong episode that you can happily sit through and enjoy episode 19 though and it's called when teens collide Oh, when oh, teens collide. Teens, yeah. yeah. Well, we saw plenty of teens colliding in this episode. We did. Mosh pits are plenty. Yeah.
1: Um, we have had other realm teens. Yeah. Yeah, we had Dante uh, show up and cause a lot of chaos. So hopefully, we would not repeat that again. Um, or we get
2: another sort of. Oh, maybe there's instant peril! <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> okay, so when worlds collide, this is one of the quiz master tests. Um, and. It, there's instant peril when worlds collide. Uh, Valerie and Harvey and Mr. Craft are all taken, put in separate rooms, and Sabrina has to use magic to get them out. Okay. When okay. worlds collide, instant peril. Quizmaster's a genius. Okay, Graham. Um,
1: bearing fingers, it, it's called Teen's collide and not Worlds collide. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't care. care. I'm thinking there would be some sort of falling out between teenagers. Okay. Um, so perhaps. Perhaps there is a another case of a teenager coming in from the other realm. Maybe not sort of in the same circumstances as Dante, perhaps maybe this time Sabrina is the one going to the other realm and meeting the teenagers there okay. and seeing how how terrible they are, because they probably will be because they can just do magic whenever the hell they want. Yeah. Um, I just want
0: instant peril. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chris, you're gonna get it. No, <laughs> there's not not quite on the on the on the scale that you want it to be, <gasps> but there is. So in uh, when teens collide, a phenomenon. Do do,
2: do, do. <laughs> phenomenon.
0: Phenomenon. A phenomenon in space causes Sabrina and Libby to swap personalities. Sailor makes the most of this situation and encourages Sabrina to try taking over the world. Oh, Salem, 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 you naughty bugger! Well, I'm looking
1: forward to that. Looking forward to the uh, new puppet being tested to his limits. Um,
0: unfortunately. The it, this uh, it's it's an episode that was filmed oh, before this the wrong order. Yeah, oh. so we do we do see a return of old Salem, yeah. but then you will see who the, does have an arsehole Who does have an arsehole confirmed? So <laughs> uh, so we do see that the the difference. Like it's such a better puppet. This new one. Yeah, like it looks like a cat opposed yeah. to just a scraggy piece of shit yeah <laughs> that cost $100,000 Uh so that is episode 19 When Teens Collide that is our next one to join us for that as for this one I've been Phil Dean and I would like to thank you very much for listening I would also like to thank my two compadres in front of me first of all Chris Evans thank you Chris thank you Phil and thank you very much Graham Riley thank you Graham you're welcome Sabrina the Teenage Watch is available in many different formats, so whether you're listening to us on SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, or iTunes, please leave us a comment or a review. Your support means we get more listeners, and it means our hard work is not going to waste. And we can look at ourselves in the mirror. If you want to contact us or keep up to date
2: with our episodes, you can follow us on Twitter, at Sabrina Watch. And you can
1: find us on Facebook, just search for Sabrina the Teenage Watch and there we shall be. And thank you to you
0: for listening wherever you are. And remember, may every little thing you do be Be magic. magic.